traditional definitions of business, entrepreneurship, and success have historically been reserved for cishet white men, and home-based businesses are often run by the rest of us. Whether you're focused on finances, freedom, friendship, or fun within your business, you get to make the rules and define your own success. And that is feminist as fuck. Welcome to F Words. I'm your host, life and business coach, Kelly Jackson. I've hosted dozens of retreats, but this last weekend was the first time I've hosted a retreat for my coaching clients. So I thought I'd offer my insights, lessons learned, things that went well because of what I learned, and things I fucked up and didn't learn until in the moment to offer you some tips on what to do and what not to do should you decide to host a retreat for your clients. These are in no particular order. Lesson one I learned from hosting my first client retreat. Outsource what doesn't require you to be the one doing something. This is something I've learned to do well over time within the daily aspects of my business, but for a retreat, it was new. Though I've hosted dozens of retreats over the years, it was almost always in collaboration with a leadership team rather than a solo experience. So this time I was the one doing all of the planning and all of the execution, and it took some work to determine what I could outsource for the event. Ultimately, I decided to outsource food. I hired one of my best friends who happens to run an elementary school kitchen to handle the food situations. She was on site to ensure the retreat room was always stocked with snacks and beverages, handled all the communication with restaurants, and ensured our space and dietary needs were always all met. Though I made the final call on decisions, she did the legwork of research, communication, and shopping, as well as maintaining the actual space we were in so that I could focus on the people attending. If you're hosting an event, do yourself a favor and hire someone to help with the logistics. I didn't do this enough, which is lesson 1.5, but the amount of logistics that I did outsource helped things run more smoothly than they would have had I been managing the food as well as every other aspect. Lesson two I learned from hosting my first client retreat. Verify everything ahead of time. What you think you know, you don't know, no. I did not do this with regard to, let's call it the vibe of the venue. Because the venue I chose was one where I've hosted other types of retreats in the past and it's been lovely. The thing I totally did not consider, it's been about a decade since I've hosted a retreat there. My expectation was something like, it'll be just like it was before. Not from a nostalgic place, but rather from a place of trusting that I know what to expect. And like it was just like it was before, but in a we've not updated anything for a decade kind of way. Not exactly what I intended. It wasn't bad, exactly. It just wasn't as lovely as I wanted or expected based on what I thought I knew. Not even close. Now, I know that it's important to actually go to the place and check it out before final decisions are made. 
Lesson three I learned from hosting my first client retreat. No matter how clear you think you're being with logistics communication, it is not clear enough. Going forward, I will be outsourcing logistics communications to my assistant. For this particular retreat and the first round of Selling You, Magic, and Mutiny, she hasn't been involved as my assistant. She's been participating as a client. She wanted the experience, and I find it helpful to have her understand the experience from a client perspective because then she brings that to the table when we're working together. There were several times when someone would ask a question that I thought I was clear about, but it actually came across as either me having only mentioned it in passing or... I had only said it once and it was on a call where not everyone attended, or it was in the logistics document I sent out, but things shifted a little and I didn't specify that this was still the plan, even with the shifts, or that a slightly different plan would take place. In hindsight, it is very evident where I missed opportunities for clear communication because I was serving in the roles of event host and logistics coordinator and communications director Those are three very different jobs. In the future, I will only do one. Lesson four I learned from hosting my first client retreat. No matter how many times you shout it from the rooftops, some people will still be surprised that doing things in a way that doesn't follow everyone else's formula can actually work. This was a wonderful and hilarious moment, and it's one of my favorite moments from the entire retreat. I was at a table for breakfast with a few of the attendees, and one of them had been walking around the neighborhood before breakfast, thinking and reflecting. At the table, she asked, you make money, right? (laughs) My immediate response was to laugh, and it was a lighthearted question, so that was not inappropriate. Also, laughter is pretty much always appropriate within the context of the Selling You community, as are tears. But it was a genuine question, and she was a little confused, because the other mastermind experiences she's had and coaching events she's attended have been big, flashy ordeals with big, flashy price tags. And this was an intimate, yet all-inclusive gathering with a much lower price tag. Lodging was included, meals were included, and so many bonds were solidified because my focus was on strengthening the community, not impressing them with luxury. Please hear me when I say this. I am not anti-luxury, and big flashy events are not bad. My point here is simply, that's not the only way. I would rather welcome you into a cozy space where you can fully immerse yourself in your own truth than impress you with how fancy I can be. If you want to lie on the floor, I want you to lie on the floor. If you want to wrap yourself in a blanket, I want you to wrap yourself in a blanket. If you want to have conversations with other people and process your experiences externally, I want you to talk it out. If you want a quiet place to go inward and explore your own soul, I want you to have that space for reflection. And none of it has anything to do with a price tag or flashiness. But when big flashy events with big flashy price tags are all you see, it's hard to envision the possibility of small, informal, delicious intimacy being lucrative. I promise it can be. 
Lesson five I learned from hosting my first client retreat. When your whole brand is trust over transaction, people over profits, and your community has become a safe space, that shit is delicate. This is what I fucked up most royally, and it will be the cornerstone of my focus for all retreats going forward. Within Selling You, a truly beautiful community has formed, one that I could not have imagined when I first started this journey as an experiment to see what would happen after one person asked me if I could teach her how to sell. Magic and Mutiny, the mastermind-ish, though I really hate that word, within the Selling You community, is even more of a trusted place of safety than the general community itself. The relationships are real. The space is sacred. In planning the logistics, I offered our food goddess the opportunity for full participation in the retreat with no expectation of response. She deliberated and ultimately decided to participate. I needed her on site to handle logistics during the times we were together so that I could be present for the attendees. So it made sense to offer that in my mind. The problem? I failed to communicate that to the attendees. I broke the circle of trust that I created, fostered, and nurtured for months by inviting a stranger into the circle with no warning. For some of the attendees, it was a welcome bonus. For some, it was a little prickly at first, but after an adjustment period, it was fine. And for some, it was a betrayal and a violation of safety. So the lesson here, don't fucking do that. Hopefully by sharing these lessons with you this week, it'll help you avoid some of the mistakes I made with this retreat. Not that you're going to run a perfect event. You're going to fuck some shit up. Things will not go as planned, even if you have a very detailed plan. Probably, especially if you have a very detailed plan. You will learn flexibility. You will learn humility. You will learn your strengths and weaknesses. And if you're open to it, you'll allow those lessons to expand your capacity for growth so that you can do it all over again. Because that's the real how-to of building a business. You do something, see how it went. Collect the data, change some shit, and do it again. Wash, rinse, repeat, ad infinitum. Sometimes it sucks because you learn where your weak points are and that always feels pretty terrible. But when you're willing to feel that, you get to learn and grow. Instead of thinking you suck and quitting or thinking the whole idea sucks and burning it to the ground so you have to start over. That shit, it doesn't fucking work. <laughs>